In 2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are up to album 95. This is Take Care by Drake. Uh, Aaron got all excited because he thought this this was podcast was called Take Hair. Take this hair? guy, I'm hoping, yeah, man. One of these this times, guy, this guy collects bags of hair. He, uh, <laughs> he if you yeah, if you went guy. in his closet, it's just bags of hair that he has labeled by date. Yeah, he's he's got bags he's of it. Loan me some. That sounds like a serial. I'm not going to say it. That sounds like a bad situation. No, no, no. I think if you were over at some place and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is our bags of hair that I've been collecting," I think that's totally fine. And you put it on. <laughs> You put it on, you're like, oh, this, this is what I'd look like with hair. That is right up there with collecting your cat hair and then like making a sweater out of it. What? Like, oh, oh whoa. <laughs> Matt, what, 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 would you even know that? Matt, Matt knows what's erotic. That's the thing. All right, let's <laughs> let's stop talking about all this erotic stuff and let's turn on K-Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to K-Rob. So K-R-O-B. no more erotic talk. K-R-O-B. Listen, I got a little story to tell the children. So tell them to come on in, sit down in front of the computer, and listen to old Rob tell you a story about his friend Aaron. Oh, yeah. My name is Aaron, and I love feet. They're exciting. I like to make believe they're inside me. I put all ten toes in my... What? When I... It's a bit. I still love feet. Dude. I know it's kinky. I like my women's shoes extra stinky. I like the long toes right under my nose. This Can is I the greatest song you've ever come up with. This like, song is not even on, on this when album. You're subtle, you're about the greatest this albums of all time. Not on the album. Is that subtle enough? It's a tan. It's a tan. Okay, I gotta admit, guys, I gotta admit something. That was a fake opening song. <laughs> that was a fake out. And when it was, that too, was so I thought great for sure yeah. when I was saying that Aaron likes to put feet inside what of his rectum that somebody would stop me and say this is too much, but you didn't. All you guys just smiled. No, no, no. So Aaron, said, Aaron said stop. Aaron said stop. It's true, I did. Well, I, I wasn't listening oh to Aaron. So. God, Rob. Rectum damn near so killed him. Aaron, that's a song once you can again. play for your kids sometime if you really want that to. And then try to explain that. On this album, once again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, that album's not on the list. I looked it up. Uh, all right. Let's get into K-Rob. K-R-O-B. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. K-R-O-B. Listen, the other day I went on Facebook asking for advice on the podcast. I didn't get quite what I wanted, but it's a good thing it didn't bother me. I just let it slide off my back. Ooh, yeah. I'm asking for Facebook comments, but these people are incompetent. They're giving me advice, but I didn't ask for none of it. I'm saying every night that they often need a bag of dick. I didn't ask you dumb what it is that you would fix. Parody song in the back? Well, that idea is whack. If you don't get all the jokes, then just go and listen back. If you haven't listened to every ep, then you can lick my sack. Don't tell me what you think when I didn't ask for that. If you listen to just five minutes, then just shut your fucking crap. I'll listen to your opinion like my fucking Zodiac. Why should I even listen to some dumb fucking hack? Your podcast is probably like audio Prozac. Oh, oh. I look at you like you're my personal commode. Luckily, I'm impossible to goad. But what your dumbass didn't know, it counts as a download. Download, download, download. Download, download, download. You're helping our fucking show. With those extra downloads, you dumb shit. 
no. when you want to hear about the greatest download 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 like I said in the song, I don't know if you heard the I'm impossible to go. Yeah, no, impossible. I just like that, you know, like you say that every time we do like a hip hop album, yeah. like that, like downloads just go sky high, right? We get all these totally. people listening. So that's like just a great song to introduce yeah. everybody to this podcast. Well, I think that's people awesome. are going to be like, I, you know what? I'm a Drake fan, but I also want to um, smell stinky shoes. Is there a podcast for me? And the answer is yes, we are it. This is Beck Did It Better for all the foot freaks out there. Uh, guys, we are talking about Take Care by Drake. We are doing all the songs on the Rolling Stone Top 500 album list. We're doing all the albums. Today we're talking about Drake. And I've got three guys to talk about the album with me. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Rob, you said at the beginning that we promised to do almost no research. Well, I right. promised I did zero research on this album because I couldn't <laughs> wait to get on. So zero, no, you've heard it. Zero. He's a true hero. Zero research. Zero, zero research. I put in zero effort to this album. Matt's normally got say. binders and binders of research. We just all, we never let him talk. But this time he's he's going, he's just going to improv it today. A lot he's of done, graph paper. A lot of graph yeah. paper. <laughs> got out of CI 85 for this. Some uh, pencil, I, uh, colored pencils, right? Yes. Is that back in the day? There's some colored pencils in there. <laughs> The, I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Okay, look, I'm being honest, guys. I can't lie. I've missed you. You and the podcast are the only things that I can commit to. I never cheated on my co-host when I've been with you, but your takes on Cheetos and Nooch, guys, I don't get you. Oh, <laughs> Russell, tell you, you got to do the intro songs. Now, I noticed that you didn't have anything about buying pantyhose in your opening, so I think that that's something you could work on. All right. But... Uh, <laughs> Guys, Noted. I know for a while Matt was like, listen, we got to stop saying Aaron Love's feet. And I was like, I don't think I can stop. I think I'm addicted. I think I'm fully addicted yeah, to no, it. Yeah, it's your number one addiction. Oh, my God. I can't get enough. And uh, speaking of the man, I've got Aaron out in California who was telling us earlier he's upset Dr. Strange wasn't about a doctor out getting strange. That's weird. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing? <laughs> I love this podcast like they love Mac Dre in the Bay. Let's talk about Drake and take care. There we go. Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange. All right, let's get into our voicemail. <laughs> I love Rob's reinforcement of his joke. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, he's like, are you sure you guys didn't want to hear that one more time? Did you, did we get, like, did we fully get the laughs? Like, like it'll, it'll be back later in the episode. Don't worry. Sometimes what I say is so subtle. I, it's it's kind of a wry humor. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, alone. I'm like a human New Yorker cartoon. Like you just kind of, when you hear me say things, you kind of give it a little upturn like this. You kind of go. You kind of upturn the mouth a little bit, like, "Oh, that was interesting." Listen, we've got today's a double today's a double voicemail day. Today's a, a double, double voicemail. voicemail? Yeah, a DADV. I can't believe you would talk shit about the replacements and then go out dancing to fucking party in the USA. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Another satisfied customer. Hey, guess what? Get your money back, you dumb fuck. Uh, so, yeah, I, so they are mad at us about talking, making fun of the replacements, and then going out and dancing to party in the USA. When were we dancing to party in the USA? I do not that recall any of those. Like I, don't know what to, I don't know what I this guy is talking about. I was talking about that at uh, Bar Abilene. We used to you know, just hammer party in the USA. Right. It's a good song. It's a good dancing yeah. song. Yeah. I don't think everybody's been gone to the jukebox and been like, oh my God, I got I got three quarters. I can't wait to play three replacement song. <laughs> song number have, one. 
Mm. <laughs> I have played the replacements on the jukebox. It, it, uh, it of course, things turn sad pretty quick if you play with <laughs> make your own choice. <laughs> which which one was your favorite replacement, Monica Chandler or? Oh my god, <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> not, not as bad as when I once heard someone play Johnny Cash "Hurt" on the jukebox. That one is like, Jesus oh, Christ. How do I help I this person? Like this is not spoon my eye out while you're at it, right? <laughs> Jeez. Like uh, crash test dummies when people used to play crash test dummies. Oh, and he's like, what? There was this oh girl. Who, like, oh, great way to really bring it down. Yeah, Oof, thanks. yeah, you need some help. <laughs> Wouldn't go and change with the girls <laughs> in the change room and where? <laughs> That's why. Like, I think in the '90s, I just thought I could be in a band because I saw Crash Test Dummies, and I was like, "Well, fuck! I guess anybody can just have a hit song, right?" right. Like, yeah. it's not even singing; he's just got a low voice. He's just telling a story. I feel like I can do that. You want to know what really bothers me about that song? It's really personal. What is when the person's hair turns from a regular color to bright white? Yes, <laughs> I feel like yes. that's a bit personal for me. Yeah, that's something Russell can relate to. <laughs> is Hair. Aaron's going through all his bags. He's like, well, see, I got white in here somewhere. He goes, ah, yes, here's the white hair I've been storing. Uh, not me. I've got a full, I've got a full head of gorgeous uh, brown hair, and it's uh, it's only getting thicker and fuller over time. So I don't know what it is. It's, I look great. Actually, every time I bend over now to deadlift on a video, I can just see my bald spot is getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, am I at some point am I gonna have to shave my head? Like, Aaron, what made you cause want to shave your head? Because I think if I shave my head. Like somebody, like, I, I feel like if when I shave my head, it's going to look like, like putting on a condom for the first time, you know, where you don't unroll it far enough. So it's like squishing everything down and it's like forcing. That's <laughs> what my shaved head is going to look like. It's going to be all lumpy and weird. The best part of this is Rob's Bill Simmons ask, asking me a question and then and just that steamrolling over my head. Yeah. question. <laughs> I was so annoyed when you interrupted my answer. You got to give question. me time to answer. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron, will my head look like a, ro- a full up condom? And by the way, no, I'm assuming head. condoms look weird for everyone the first time they put it on. Maybe why are you looking at the condom? Like, I mean, uh, oh yeah, oh, I'm just gonna put on a condom and then not look at myself in the mirror. You psycho, <laughs> guys, what are you talking about? Like there's lots of other stuff to look at, and that's oh, yeah, yeah. there's oh, actually, oh, this- yeah, I'm at home putting on a condom for the first time. Hmm, what am I gonna do? Oh, I don't know, not look at it, get out of here. You guys, I've been going to you know, all these events like dinner in the dark. A few weeks ago, I went to this thing called putting condoms on in the dark where I couldn't even see it, oh. it was it was wild. You hear Russell? You hear you hear Russell? Oh, like, hey. He was chewing the wrapper opener, like because that's all you can hear, right? Is chewing. Oh, is, oh god! <laughs> Russell's date's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, the condom barely fit on my head. I don't know how this is gonna work. Wait, you put the condom on your head? What? <laughs> I couldn't read the directions. It's so dark. I didn't squeeze the tip. Is this bad? I didn't squeeze Here, the tip. Let me get, I put try it to get this thing open. Aaron, why did you decide to shave your head back in the day? I decided to shave my head because I think I've told the story before. I lived my my first year out of undergrad. I lived with a friend of of mine, a friend of ours in a house. And his girlfriend also lived in the house, which if you've ever lived with your friend and his girlfriend. Yes. It's like having it's like having a second girlfriend, but without any of the benefits of the girlfriend part. So just (laughs) just the part where the girlfriend says things to you like. Hey, Aaron, um, you're kind of going bald. You might look better if you went ahead and just shaved your hair off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things of that nature. <laughs> so I was hearing that. Which we've learned. that That's sexual harassment, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now we've learned. 
we did send an article. The guys did send an article to me where it says in the UK, harassing bald people is now sexual harassment. To which I wrote back, Aaron, you sexy bitch. Yeah, you did. Sexy bald bitch, you said. Oh. And uh, Aaron printed it out, made it into an inspirational poster in his house. No, he just sent he sent it to his lawyer. He's he's got copies. I think I think what's I think what's telling Aaron before you continue with the story, I think what's telling is that the girlfriend was like, Hey, by the way, I see you over there in my stuffed animals with your head like ET, <laughs> where Aaron was in the room and his head exactly, was trying to hide exactly, it with the That's animals. how she could like, pick me out from the stuffed animals because she could yeah. see the bald spot. Yeah. Uh, and so the um, one of those dolls over there is breathing so hard. Right. So that was going on. Every day a pair of my shoes goes missing, Aaron. Why? Do you know why? <laughs> And then at the same time, I was I was working with uh, with kids in a group home, and it was I was tw- I was 23 years old, and it was always the same conversation. Like it'd be a new kid on the unit, and I'd be talking to them, and then they'd go off and do a thing, and they would like walk behind me to do something. And they would look at me and they say, "Wait, how old are you?" And I'd be oh, like, no. I'm, "I'm 23," and they'd be like, "Oh, and you're going bald!" And then like every, it was like every week, it was like getting roasted by a new group of That's kids. That's a bummer. How I was going bald, and finally, I, I, I took her advice, and I was like. Okay, you might be right. Maybe it won't be so bad if I just shave my head. So that was it for me. I was 23 years old. So, but we should tell everybody. I mean, like when I first met you, I mean, you had luscious head of hair. It was like Brad Pitt, for God's sake. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, I you had, you had, I had a, really outstanding hair, and it's yeah. uh, it's gone. Not a really good friend of the program, Brandon from Edina. We've talked about him. He's been on talking about the Wonderwall song, all that stuff. He he got voted best hair in high school Uh-oh. and then now you know Dude, kiss so did I. that's not yeah, a joke you, you i did too no you Same. did not get voted best hair that's 100 true come that on 100 true would you would you would you take that deal every time though if, if rob if, if someone what? could have told you back in high school you would have won best hair but right now you'd be bald would you have taken the deal no because i won best smile in high school so i already had one locked up i already had one of the superlatives locked up and i went to like best a big smile. school so that's that's Impressive. I told you the story, right? Where I won best smile. And then Beautiful. the picture of the yearbook is me smiling real big. And the woman that also won kind of looking at me like, what the fuck? This guy is the best <laughs> smile. Because if you look at my teeth, I have small teeth. Look at it. Look at <laughs> Do you see how small my teeth are there? Yeah. It's like my middle finger. I've got little, anything like hanging off my body is just small. And I'm going to go back and wish I hadn't said that. But I can't edit it out. I can't edit that out. Matt, did you ever win best anything in high school? Mm-mm. No awards? No. Nope. Yeah. I actually... I, w- I was I had- best kisser, but that was an award I made up and put on the letter jacket. <laughs> and signed in the yearbook, right? <laughs> yeah, and I wore it to college a ton. I actually... Fell for we, it. I don't remember. I didn't get anything for like the whole school-wide, but I remember I was actually in choir. Aaron knows that I was in choir yeah. in high school. Oh, I do know that. I was and talking about that with my lady this weekend. They, they gave out awards, like those types of awards, best whatever, best whatever. And I think almost, I think everyone had to get one. And I ended up there. So there was a male and female man and woman won like each of the awards, whatever it was. And I ended up winning best waddle, like best, essentially, no. essentially, like, essentially like the portly guy walk. I got the best. Oh, one. Oh, no. I, I did. I did win. I, I won. Uh, I got biggest. <laughs> I was the biggest brown noser. Oh, oh really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Because you were you yeah, sucking me and then, the uh, coach? A, a wife of one of our friends, one of our listeners, her and I, we were the biggest brown nosers. You? High school. I get class, that. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't I can see it. that. He's always saying nice things about me behind your guys' back when you're not around and not listening. <laughs> He's on our double stuff. secret text chains when we're yeah. talking about documentaries and restaurants and stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll tell oh, you yeah. what, Aaron might have won best hair, but what's weird is when his dad voted, he was second best heir. 
Second best oh, I air. I get it. We're only doing one voicemail? Yeah, fuck that second voicemail. Okay. Well, I'll say it. was a DADV. No, I lied. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Just like Aaron lied about not stealing those shoes from the roommate that one time. Guys, can I share some big important news with you guys before we get into this? It's kind of oh, yeah. like a life-changing yeah. type thing that I think is important for the podcast. No, we're pretty busy. So you know how we've been talking about a lot of things lately, important things. Well, this week, I, uh, my big announcement is I went and bought some Hard Mountain Dew. Oh. Have you guys seen the new Hard Mountain Dew is out? The, no. the zero sugar, zero carb Mountain Dew? Have you guys gotten this stuff? No, zero I'm sugar, not. zero carb Mountain Dew. It's Hard Mountain Dew, alcohol Mountain Dew, Matt. Oh, gosh. It's like what a Truly or a White Claw, but Mountain Dew. What is in the Mountain Dew? I don't know. There's I'm eating I'm drinking the Baja flavor. Baja Blast Hard oh. Mountain Dew. I love Baja Blast though. Like you go to Taco Bell and you get a Baja Blast freeze where it's like a, oh, it's so good. This has got booze in it, Rob. Oh my God. I would have been drinking all the time as a young man if they would have had Hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> my God. Oh, weird. It seems like that might be the idea behind this sort of so, thing. When you bought that, Russell, how much shame were you filled with going up to the counter and having just a thing of hard Mountain Dew? I went and I actually I picked it up and I went and put it on the counter and then went and bought the rest of my stuff just so nobody walked by me while I was holding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what, is it is it good? What's it taste like? Yeah, it's pretty. It's very good, actually. I would highly recommend it. I've, I've only had the like Baja Blast, but I would say go check it out. Is there like is there, a alcohol content? I mean, like, is it like an equivalent to a beer? Or it's what is, 5% I mean, alcohol. I think it would be okay. like a White Claw or a Truly or any of the other kind of hard right. seltzers. So that, that was my big flavor? personal news I needed to share with you guys. God, that yeah, is yeah. like, we've been wait, I mean, we've been, yeah, we've been waiting all week, like wondering if there was any personal news. I mean, it's been a while since we talked. Yeah. We've been on pins I mean, and needles. That, like, is there anything if, different if being in honest, Russell's that, life that we might want to know? Yeah. That's the biggest personal news I could think of Russell saying. Yeah. I mean, that's just I've, huge to I've me. I've made a bit I've made a big commitment to the Baja Blast. It's <laughs> 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 Matt. I, I'm happy to share with you guys. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt maybe had some different Listen. ideas. Matt's got some yeah. other thoughts that could Listen, what it could guys, have been. But. Russell, you know, he's he's been out there playing the field, but he's ready to commit to one alcoholic drink for the summer, and it's hard mountain dew. Yeah. It's watermelon zero sugar hard mountain dew. Yeah. Or flavors. I mean, if you, I feel like if you went to a doctor and you're like, listen, <laughs> I can't get an erection. I haven't got one in three months. The doctor's like, listen, are you drinking hard Mountain Dew? <laughs> like, this is something we're seeing. Like, if, if they said, by the way, hard Mountain Dew takes away all boners, I'd be like, you know what? I get that. That makes sense. I mean, we <laughs> definitely, we definitely did not get a te- an accidental text from Russell this week no. asking some random person if they wanted to truly when he had Could already picked out. Could have been Mountain Dew. We don't know. Been drink. Wrong yeah. thread. It's true. The wrong thread situation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we reacted normally and <laughs> was not a big deal. Listen, rolling going, what are you up to this week? Aaron, rolling going, how's it going with you? Hey, it's going great. I had a I had a I had a uh dad's gone wild weekend last weekend. I what? one of our Yeah, I went out to, to Phoenix, Arizona to meet one of our listeners. Uh had a super fun time. We got to record on a weekday because Aaron was out on a dad's gone wild weekend. That's, that's why right. That's what happened. I, yeah. I messed up the whole recording schedule because I was out there being a dad gone wild, played some golf, uh, had some time in the lazy river. At the resort. You got, are you guys lazy river people? Do you guys do the lazy no, river? Wait a minute. Shut up. So you went for a dad's night or dad's weekend and you're in a lazy river. That is shit yeah. to do with a kid. Hell yeah. That I barely go in the lazy river with my kids. It's so fucking boring. That's the thing. Have you ever been there by yourself? Just like in an inner tube, just like drinking tequila and floating, floating around the lazy river. It's amazing. Yeah, and then just if like, you notice everyone else in there are kids and their parents are standing to the side, like that's what true. are you that's doing? True. I mean, we and, were in there and, on and, Friday and, and no one else was in there. It was amazing. And we to Rob's point, lazy river to ourselves. 
did you see anybody uh, get out to go to use the restroom? <laughs> <laughs> Men's restroom at the water there's, park. There's always chlorine empty. in there, right? There's chlorine. I mean, there's chlorine. We took a shower oh, yeah. after. It's fine. So, 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 what else did you do? Go to like Legoland, and then like. Um, no, I mean, it was stuff. like we went to brunch, uh, e. went to Boat dinner, museum. Pizza <laughs> <Bianco>. no, <laughs> no museums this time. You guys got to check brothers. out this video at this museum. I couldn't stay because my son wanted to stay too long, but we got to check <laughs> it out. <laughs> Watch so some good. basketball. Went to, we did some top golf. Top golf is like bowling for golf. It's amazing. Agreed. I, I still haven't done top golf. This was my first time. It's delightful. Like, you don't have to be good at golf. And no, either, not at all. Not. Yeah. It's totally great. I am good at golf. Would it be fun for me? Yes. Good. I was also, I took a flight, obviously, to get to Phoenix. A flight? Uh-oh. Was it a Uh-oh. night flight or in the day? Uh-oh. I took a flight. It was a day flight. I like that I get the special acoustic version. The Joni Mitchell version. Flight tonight. Go ahead. Russell, just as a courteous on the last one, I did move your singing. So mash up with the song. So it didn't sound like you were having some sort of breakdown. Well, you let it go the first 12 weeks. Breaking it down. <laughs> 12 weeks. Is that all we've been doing this thing? I forgot I about that. To, I flew to Phoenix and then on my way home from Phoenix on Sunday, I, there was, there were two gentlemen sitting in Wait, front of me. Wait, you flew home too? Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> These are the stories that I like. All right. All right. I can't do it. There were two gentlemen sitting in front of me who were like becoming, they had just met, they were becoming best friends on the flight. Have you guys ever oh, seen this? That, where like that would two never be just, me. Absolutely. Never. No, me neither. Hell no, me neither. But these Did guys they have were the becoming, armrest up or down? Well, they were leaning across the aisle to each other. Oh, one no. of them turned, <laughs> yeah. One of them turned out to you be. You can't get away. Across the aisle. I mean, these geez. guys, oh, they were loving it. They were loving it so much, just eating it up. These two dudes just like yucking it up, having fun. Oh, no. The one would, guy. Give me one thing they were talking about. I'm going to give you one thing they're talking about. I, uh, I will, now. Rob, if you let me talk. In fact, <laughs> so the one guy, I, I had to look him up. His name is John Schaefer. He's the special teams coach for the Indoor Football League Bay Area Panthers. He was mm-hmm. a he was an NFL long snapper for the Niners. How do you know their so, names? Yeah. Because he was telling everyone, I had to look him up. He was telling everybody that he was his coach for... Oh. The Bay Don't Area you know Panthers. He was very loud. Like this whole you, thing was, was like you were on a plane there. that did like an icebreaker. It's like okay, everybody no, turn. And this let's dude talk was about loud. It. So he was yeah. They were Two making all kinds of friends. My and, like, name is Aaron. I'm pictures, bringing an apple. But I'll tell you one other thing they were talking about. So the two dudes make make like fast friends and they're exchanging numbers and the you know the their football coach signs a football to give to the other guy's grandson and whatever. What? And then like they're just like totally like they're going to be best friends for life. And then they finally get around to like introducing each other by name so that it's like oh i'm you know i'm john and the guy's like i'm ron and then the you know ron's wife happens to be there so so he says oh yeah this is my wife i can't remember the wife's name and the guy john the football coach looks at the guy's wife and he says he like sticks his arm he's a big guy he sticks his arm all the way across the aisle and points right at her and he says you look just like my girlfriend. You could be twins. You and my girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, and then he was like, and like the woman was totally dark hair. And he was like, I mean, my girlfriend's blonde, but otherwise you guys look totally yeah. like you could be sisters. And I was like, this is getting weird. Like this feels like a very yeah. odd way to be. <laughs> and you, the guy behind plane. us who's taken off his pants. We could see you too. Stop doing that. <laughs> I've been on flights with Matt before at least one. And I don't think we said a word to each other. And I think we sat there without. He sat on a runway for two hours. I'm, I'm not talking to anyone on a plane. No. Me neither. These guys yeah. talked the entire flight, start to finish. Then in the bag claim, they were still talking. It was like it was like a like a buddy comedy. I don't know. Like they, they're Does gonna it be bug best you too? Forever. 
when people are talking is it just bugs the hell out of me. And there's yes. always, and usually <clears throat> it's not two guys that I see. Usually it's like some middle-aged guy and some hot lady that are sitting next to each yep. other. So the guy feels like obligated to like, Oh, Hey, so what are you doing? And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, shut yeah. And she's like too nice up. to be like, shut up. Yeah. Well, yeah. then half the time, and then the, the really bad ones are when then she is like half in the bag. And so she is just jabbering. That's like happen. It's like the unicorn and the four yeah. moons line up yep. with the Mars and all that. And it's like, and they're so loud and they start getting over each other and they start having more drinks and it's the worst because nobody wants, <laughs> One, nobody wants to have the shade up so that the sun's shining over on them. No. Shut your goddamn shades. Yep. And two, nobody wants to hear your conversations about, you know, no. trying to hook up with this lady when you're yeah. like 48 years old. Like, just I, shut up. I bet Rob is a plane talker. I have a feeling Rob talks to strangers on planes through a whole flight. Well, I was going to say, this sounds a lot like when people got mad at me for talking to the woman next to me on that Vegas flight I went on. <laughs> yeah. where I was so loud. And I got on a flight from New York to Vegas at like 7 p.m. And I was like, I had been drinking in the Delta Lounge. I got on the plane. I was drinking on the plane. I was like, yeah, this is a plane to Vegas. This is a fucking party. Everyone is putting on eye masks and going to sleep. And I'm like, fuck yeah, party time. And the women next to me, and I'm talking like this loud. I'm like as loud as can be. So then I turn to everyone. So then I get a look from people on the plane and I turn and I say out loud, oh, I don't have my hearing aid in. No, I don't wear a hearing aid. (laughs) But I said that out loud because then people would be like, oh. Now I feel bad that I was mad at him for being loud. So that was, you know what? That's, I'm sure that's actually quite wrong. I think that's, I just violated. So you, law, not so only you, you steal valor, but you also yeah. like uh, pretend like you have a, an affliction yeah, or a handicap. And then I'm at a military, I'm at a military funeral saluting the flag. And then when they say something, I go, what? <laughs> I'm doing both at the same time. Oh no. Yes, no, thank you for your service. You know, stuff like that. It's no big deal. I, I was going to ask you guys, when it comes to stolen valor, I noticed at my gym, there is a parking spot for veterans right near the, the thing. If yep. you were to park in that spot, would that be considered stolen Absolutely. valor? That's stolen valor, I think. Yeah, 1,000%. Oh. Yeah. It's, that's it. you know, it's like those pregnant mother spots. Unless you're just going to be in and out real quick, don't park there. <laughs> it is always it, hilarious. To watch like two 18 year old kids pull up in their dad's car and pull into the mom and kids experience parking <laughs> yeah. stall and then go into the gym. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And then, yeah, how do you not, as a, as a person on like uh, these two dudes were just carrying on. So as a person on the plane, how do you not eavesdrop in their conversation? Like, oh, how, no. do you, how do I, how am I not supposed even to if, pay attention? Even to if you don't saying? want to, well, you, you just stare at a blank screen. So you're going to hear yeah. that. Like, right. You know, yeah, think was, of like the, a normal person who's like li- trying to watch a movie <laughs> and it's already loud with everything going on. And you're trying to turn that thing up and get your, yeah. How much special teams is even in indoor fucking football? He's got to be yep, on the field like much. once a game. Yeah, like, probably not much. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, we're really working on our kicking game. No, you're not. Nobody. <laughs> right. We just want to see bombs. That's why we're watching indoor football. I mean, if we're watching indoor fo- football, we're doing it for one reason. We are gambling on it. There is no other reason to watch it. None whatsoever. We couldn't give two shits about. I mean, can you imagine if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to. I want to coach in the NFL or NCAA. Where have you coached before? Oh, the indoor football league. Oh, I see. All your kickoff returns are drawn up for five guys. Well, yeah, they're you know that was part of the rule. You, you kick it into that big net all the time, right into the yes. wall. At yes. the end yeah, of the field. totally. I did what do you see, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw Kurt Warner playing. I, I probably actually saw Willis Jaycox, not Kurt Warner. But I went to some indoor uh, arena league games back in the original arena league at the Veterans Memorial Auditorium with the Iowa Barnstormers, which still exists, by the way. 
That was on, by the way, a dad's weekend he was on. He was like, okay, time for some Arena League football. <laughs> okay, the tickets cost minus $20. That doesn't even make sense. They're going to pay us to go to into go. the stadium. So, Aaron, did these guys walk to the baggage claim all together and continue their conversation? Oh. Because that's where I think it gets weird. Is they even did. if you were to slightly chat up someone on a plane for five minutes, the awkward part is getting off and where you're walking together and you got to decide someone's got to fake a bathroom break. Someone's got to break yeah. away from that. Yeah, right? yeah. they did. Shit, and more than that. Uh, oh, God, my stomach. All, oh, I can feel it coming out. They all walked to the bag oh, claim God. together. And then Ron left his wife with John and Ron went to get the car. And the, and, yeah. and John and Ron's wife were waiting for bags together. I don't know, man. It was it was getting weird. That was it. That was my rolling call. Claim. I'm trying to think of a baggage, a dirty baggage claim joke. And it's really... <laughs> It's got to be like a stuck joke, right? Couldn't someone get stuck in oh. the baggage? <laughs> oh no, I fell into the baggage claim and now I'm stuck halfway through going into the Mona. back part of the airport. Let me help you out there. Uh, I've heard about layovers, but this is ridiculous. Russell, rolling going, how's it going with you? Rolling going, things are going great. I was mentioning earlier that I, I've been to a few of these events by... Fever up the dinner in the dark. I went to another event this last week. I think I was telling you guys about it. It was called it was called Bach and the Beatles. It was a, a string quartet concert at a church in downtown Minneapolis, a big beautiful church in Minneapolis, in the dark. So there's no lights. Thirteen hundred candles. So probably five six hundred candles up on the stage. Oh my god! And then candles throughout the rest of the church. And you went in, and you guys will like this fifty minute concert in and out in under yes. an hour. Matt, it is your nice. style. So no, we no, go and no, not for a concert, man. Like I need my three hour Pearl Jam concert. No, I need my 35 songs, sitting, Smashing Pumpkins. What if you're sitting in a church pew though, Matt? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe 50 minutes is good then. So I we're mean, in the- <laughs> Hey, hey, I got a problem here. I've got some, I've got a bad back. Oh, I'm sorry. Are these pews not working for you? No, this group is terrible. This is bad Bach. <laughs> bad Bach. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sir. You're the eighth person I've heard to make that joke today. So one of the things we've talked about dinner in the dark before, how do you get there? This one was a little bit more treacherous. Rob, you asked before, how did you get around? The room was very dark and we were sitting in the balcony up in the balcony of the church. So the upper level and walking through a balcony of a church in the dark is a nightmare. (laughs) It it was a miracle. I didn't fall over the ledge. Oh yeah. I mean, steps are steep. Sometimes they're really thin, right? Or like, yeah. Yeah. Short ones, and then you don't know, and then sometimes they're really tall, and yeah. Ooh, and walking through the pews, we're trying to get through like those really narrow pews to get from one side to the other is not. It's 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 a risk. And and pa- passing by every single person and saying pu, <laughs> pu, p. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to apologize for that. That was a good joke. <laughs> so we we go to this event, and I thought I could share some of the songs that they played. So if you were going to go to a concert and they were going to play Bach and the Beatles, what would you want the ratio of classical music to Beatles music to be? What do you think is the right ratio? I think one Bach to two Beatles song. Aaron? I was going to go one to one. I think if it's 50 minutes, that's that's short. I'd go one to one. That's a good point. Matt, what about you? How many Bach to Beatles songs would you require? I mean, feels like I don't. I don't know. It feels like it. Yeah, I don't. I'll go one to one. So they ended up. They ended up playing. It was about. It was about forty percent Bach. The rest was Beatles. So it was about four four Bach. Sixty five percent Beatles. The rest were Beatles. The one thing I wasn't a huge fan of is 
they didn't interweave anything. They didn't go back and forth. It was like, here are the four Bach songs we're going to play. They played them. And then they they would introduce the other songs. So it was all Bach at the beginning and all Beatles at the yeah, end. Yeah, it feels oh, like you like could have like wo- yeah. wove them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like right that. I'd like, I'd like him to switch off a bit. It, that's weird. They put Beatles on the Bach end. <laughs> <laughs> now, at any point, did you turn when like the cello player sat down and were you like, wow, baby got Bach? Baby got Bach. <laughs> I do not object. Ooh. I do not objectify the cello players. Let me see if I can guess which Beatles. I want to see if I can guess. Or, or, Russell, well, are you going to quiz us? Start with, I thought we could start with the Bach music first because oh, we are shit. a Bach did it better podcast. Oh, so I thought yep. I could share some of the music that we played. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Rob might have a, a song cue or two there, but one oh, of yeah. the Bach songs that played was Bach Cello Suite Number One in G Major. You guys know this one? Yep, the famous one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so they. <laughs> This is in the dark of the church. I think you might have been to the wrong place. Yeah. Boy, Bach was more advanced than you would think. Pickle juice church pews are much creakier than you would have expected. It, it got loud in the in the dark. Oh, Bach, Bach had like 16 kids, man. He was like, yeah, he was like the, the our friend Darren of the Baroque age. <laughs> Bach, Bach loved to fuck. That's right. just the way it is. A lot of his songs. He's like, oh, I want to fugue so hard. Uh, is that a good joke? That's a good joke. <laughs> I, like, I like that one. I, I like want to fugue you so bad. I want to fugue you like an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, it sounds oh, like I want to smell your shoes. It sounds like he never got cock blocked by his brother's <laughs> Hey, Mozart, Beethoven, bro. Don't but Rob, if you want to, you want to keep that joke. one up. You guys will know that song. But I was they they told you a little about of all the songs in this one. They said, Aaron, I don't know if you know this, but. This was like not played for 200 years after Bach died. It was not really for a long time. Then it became famous again in like the 70s. And then Yo-Yo Ma has made it famous again in the last however many years, 20, 30 years. It is beautiful. Well, you know, you know why they, you know why that wasn't played? Why? Is that they went to Bach's grave and they heard this scratch, 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 scratch. scratch. And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? So they open up Bach's tomb and there is Bach. And he's got his music and he's got that song, which we all know. And we don't need to say the title again. Okay, and and I'm not going to make a Bach door joke, so don't even think about that. But he's got his music, and he's erasing it. All right. And they said, well, what are you doing? And he says, I'm decomposing. (laughs) (laughs) Decomposing. God, I tried so hard not to laugh. I really didn't want to. I I didn't didn't want to give you satisfaction. Good jokes are good jokes. (laughs) Rob, do you know if the composer Charles Gnode is also decomposing? Because they also played... A song from the 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 composer Charles Gounod, and this is Ave Maria, which was actually inspired by Bach. Aaron, did you know oh, that yeah. you're a musical classical music guy? I wouldn't have known that. I know Gounod from his operas Romeo and Juliet and some others, but so supposedly I get knew that you get knew that I did get knew that. <laughs> so it was about a hundred years later they were listening to this, and they he essentially wrote this while listening to Bach and kind of um, superimposed you- the two. Do you think this like music it. was for fucking too? Like music is now. Like is this like their doves cry? This is like, a Drake. <sighs> yeah, what yes. would be the yeah, equivalent in the 1700s? Give you this? a red light. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like how all of us have different songs in our head when we think about fucking to a song. It's like oh, Gno. You know My the mind one song. Says, hey, wait. You know the one huh? song that My none of us or anybody has. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go downtown on you. (laughs) But my baki, but my (laughs) baki. Russell's got it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the one song. The one song that none of us and nobody ever has. 
when they're talking about fucking is anything by the replacements. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that dude is not getting laid, is he? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, when Jenny comes in and she hears Chumbawamba playing, yeah. she knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. This bar's a Chumbawamba bar. Please don't play any Bach, the jukebox. So they the play jukebox. The wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jukebox. Jukebox hero? Did I just invent something where it's a jukebox, but it's just classical music and it's called a jukebox? Oh my God. Jukebox hero. Gano. So, Russell, how fucking smart are you going to a classical music concert? Like, you are so, you're the fucking smartest guy I know. This is crazy. I have to say, these guys did a, everyone should go check out this website, Fever Up. Go to one of these shows. They do a great job of playing music, but then also just giving you a little bit of info. Not too much, just a little bit. But they, they give they you play. like a buy one, get one free or like a punch card. So if you go to eight, you get the ninth one free. Matt, I don't know. One of our <laughs> listeners bought the tickets to this. Event. <laughs> oh, so he didn't go. It's one thing. I love going to arts things for dumb people, though, where they're like, this is Bach. It's classical music. There are no words. And you're like, hmm. Am I cultured now? <laughs> so th- they played about 10 Beatles songs. I'll just rattle them off quick. And then I had two quick ones I needed to share with you guys. They played Can older- I guess one? Yeah, go for it. In My Life? Yes. Good yeah. choice. That-, that was in Friends. That's when Phoebe got married. And that's when I heard it. Then they had oh, a for real? Oh, geez, four-string quartet playing it. And it's beautiful. So, some of that's the other ones tune, were man. Hold Your Hand. Uh, this one by yeah. the Boys to Men, I believe, did it first yesterday. Boys to Men. Boys you were just listening to that. <laughs> I was just listening to it, yeah. Blackbird, Strawberry Fields, All You Need Is Love, Michelle, Ooh, Love Me Do, Hey Jude, Here Comes the Sun, Come Together. But then they did two that I thought were really important if you're going to connect them to, to Bach. First was can, Eleanor. Can, go ahead, Rob. Well, I was going to say Bach in the USSR. They didn't play that one. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? They're missing out. Maybe Get they Bach. did, but I was sitting too far in the Bach of the church and I couldn't hear it from back there. <laughs> Get Bach! Get Bach! One they did play was um, Eleanor Rigby. And a, an interesting thing about that was they there were two string quartets on that one, if you guys remember that. Oh, we remember. That is a, that's an important song in the history of this podcast. Oh, my it God. Was. Did you have a flashback, Russell, to moving I, shit I did around? I have a flashback to being in the limo. And what, one of the things they said about that was, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Paul McCartney wanted those the string players right up against the microphones for like a really biting sound, but they didn't do that because they weren't used to doing that. So they backed away, and so this song never sounded the way McCartney wanted it to. Did you guys wow. know that? That's so strange, that. right? But it sounds just how Cisco wanted it in the thong song. Oh, my God. <laughs> And again, if you haven't listened to like episode eight, you might not know that Cisco is the single greatest story. He dyed his hair gray because he said when he wrote the thong song, it was just like Moses finding the tablets. That's how big of a deal it was. So just like Moses' hair went gray, Cisco was like, "Thy shall not, thou shall not have dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Guys like what, what, what? <laughs> And then there was other one other one other Beatles song I gave you, I think, Rob. In my life, the other one they said was actually really inspired by Bach. This is the one where they sped up the piano, if you guys remember. And yep. it sounds like a harpsichord. It does. Do you hear do you hear Bach there? Oh, 100%. totally. Yeah, it sounds like a harpsichord. The well So I thought they did a great job of taking it from Bach to the Beatles. I like it. I like it. Great. Did great was work. uh was Michael J. Fox there? 
Oh no, this could be really bad. No, it, no, this is uh, we're going to go Bach in time. Ah, we're going to go Bach. We're in going time. Bach in the future. You mean Bach he's in the at, future? You want to try time. that again? He's listening to this shit right here. He's like, "Hello, <laughs> Johannes. This is your cousin Jake Bach. You know that sound you've been looking for? <laughs> I think I got it. Bach in time. By the way, I'm going to." My mom is going to try to fuck me in the parking lot. Don't ask me why that's a weird thing that only comes up when you watch this movie with your kids. And they turn to you and go, is he going to have sex with his mom? You go, I I actually can't remember. I think he might at some point in one of them. <laughs> it comes close, but I'm, I think there might be some like over the bra stuff, but it's pretty. It, it happens. It's. I mean, if you think about it, Aaron, almost everything is over the bra stuff. <laughs> On a long enough timeline, yes. <laughs> I mean, like in my life, most of it is over the bra right now. <laughs> Rob, that's because you always so much had stuff trouble under there. unlatching that thing on the box, right? No. You always had trouble reaching on the box side to unlatch it. Don't get me started on that. It makes no sense. Can you imagine if you had to wear a bra every day? Oh, I think no. we've talked about, you've brought this up a few times before, too. It would too. be a nightmare. I just wouldn't take it off. I'd be like putting it on backwards and then spinning it around. I mean, what a disaster. <laughs> Matt, rolling going, how's it going with you? Uh, good. A couple quick things. Uh, I guess the I've come to a realization in my life and I don't know if I'm happy about it, but you know, I've been called sir, I think mm. too many times yeah. in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just saying like, yes, sir. How are we doing? It's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Here like you go. Old man, like, sir. Yeah. Like old man, sir. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know. So I'm, I'm struggling through that. I need you guys help. Uh, you're okay. You're younger than us. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get used yeah. to it. It's all right. Okay. Now, I think part of the problem might be you are wearing a full coat of armor around uh, Minneapolis, <laughs> right? Is that true? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got like that puffy is it because thing you're on and your my palm, sword. Is it because yeah. you're wearing your Paul McCartney mask while you're walking around? Is it yeah. the Elton uh, John outfit that's my Nick, My Nick Faldo mask. Is it, your, right. <laughs> is it your Ian McKellen mask that's doing the... Oh, oh, I thought this was a Renaissance fair. I'm circumcision. What? What? He's in a whole armor and he comes in and says, I'm circumcision. What? Like Sir Arthur? Okay, never mind. But it's concision. So the Uh, other... Excuse me. me. I'm circumcision. My dad was circumcision. You can just call me scission. (laughs) Guys, we're so good at improv. We should start a theater. (laughs) Sorry, All right. Sir. So the Sorry, other man. good news, the other, well, the, kind of the good news of the week is that. Sorry, I, sir. Go ahead, sir. I have finally finished the album or the list. You I've, did I've it. Made it all all, there, there's going to be a celebration albums. song for this. What do we do? What do we? Yeah. Yes. There we go. So I've made it through all 500 albums. Wow. Um, Holy shit, Matt! This is a this is a major accomplishment. And Matt, it, it is. you're telling us that it gets better. They get better and better as we go. I. You you find good you find good albums. Uh, what was the song, uh, Rosie? I I I pinged you about the Far Side. Yes. Um, was it was it Bizarre Ride or Live Cabin California? It was Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, right? It's Far Side. Where is it? I got to find it on the list here. That one's got your mama. It's got Passing Me By, right? Or is it Live Cabin? Oh, yeah, it's, Russell. It's we're so fucked on this podcast. Do you have any idea what they're talking about? <laughs> any at all? No. <laughs> far Side's great. The shit they're talking about. We're going to be doing like twenty twenty eight. She keeps on passing me so Matt, what, by. How do you feel about finishing the? Do you feel like you need to find like a new list to accomplish or something else to work on, or how, how does yeah. it impact your life now that you're done? Finally found it. Four eighty two. 
It's going to bug me that I couldn't find. Farsight 42. Uh, no, I am happy to be done with it. I'll tell you why. Because you find um, some artists that you didn't know you liked. or didn't even know mm-hmm. it was out there. I mean, like the Farsight, things like that, right? And you find some that you knew were out there, but you never were forced, using my air quotes, because nobody's forced us to do this, to listen to their albums. I don't know. It kind of feels like it now. I've got this massive list now of artists that I want to go kind of celebrate their entire collection. And I'll, I'll I'm going to read off this list and see if you guys can find a, a theme in okay. the, okay. All right. Uh, so the first one is, uh, arcade fire. We've talked about them that yeah. we're at like one They're unbelievable. I've listened to all their albums. That's what I've gone to. Uh, the pixies. Oh, good okay. stuff. Uh, I got to go through Neil Young stuff. Well, well, there's seven albums on the list or whatever. All right. Um, Beck, I want to get through all of his. Yeah. Oh, my God. Apparently, there's 1,000 Beck songs, too. He's got a lot of those, too. Yeah. The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. They're so good. Holy shit. Um, I don't know. Picking up any sort of... do you like that? that? You like that? That rock with some edge, but then can I also like that white rock from the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I was gonna <laughs> say it's almost like the music from when you were like eighteen right. is like right, the most right. important music <laughs> right. in your life. That's so weird. It's crazy, huh? I, I yeah. was kind of excited because there was this band called Yola Tango that came up, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, what is this? You know, what is this going to be? Well, it turns out that they're just a bunch of uh, really smart white guys that went to some small college in New York and. Uh, somebody from the Mets would always, instead of saying, you know, you say, I got it. So Yola Tango, that's what he's saying. So whenever they were visiting white games, so it sounds like it would be some sort of yeah, band from some, Menudo not from something. the U S yeah, you know, it sounds like it's Menudo or like, yeah. So exciting. all of a sudden, no, it's the exact same thing. It's the, it's Smart. the, uh, replacements. It's the pavement. It's all of that jumbled into one. So, yeah. Well, Matt, congratulations, I mean, you Matt. Yeah, dude, that's, yeah. that's yeah. so Russell, you, you asked what I'm going to do now. So I'm, I'm trying to get through all that. Uh, and I think I'm going to do what you had originally promised all of our dozens of listeners you were going to do. You were going to listen to the 500 albums, but then also the ones that were on the list from 2012. So you're gonna I'll go do that with hit up the older you're ones. You're going to fill too. it in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, you know, that would probably be what good for fuck? you to report back once in a while and say, hey, this got bumped off. Should have got bumped off or stayed on. So. I can't believe you guys listen to new music. That still is mind blowing to me. I listen to the same fucking Pandora station every day. I listen to like the same five songs. And I think I might do that until the day I die. <laughs> it's all just hot for teacher. And <laughs> it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just Morrison song. You like Rob rolling, rolling going. How's it going with you? Listen, I was back in Minnesota for uh, my birthday the other day. Uh, I got to see Russ. Man didn't show up. He was invited. He didn't show up. It's not a big deal. Don't want to bring it up. I don't even think it's worth bringing up. But Russ showed up. And a bunch of guys from college showed up. All of my good friends showed up. Man didn't show up. Uh, even though he was invited, unlike me to Aaron's wedding. So where I, I was not invited and I also didn't go. So was this a surprise thing, Rob? Or what was yeah, it? My sister knew what I love more than anything else. And that is a surprise party. So I'm sitting there. I am in the uh, skankiest tank top that you've ever seen, like a string tank with like my short shorts on, just lounging around. And all of a sudden, like my cousin shows up and I was like, oh, hey, this is fun. It's my birthday. I must, you know, maybe my sister invited some of the family members over. And then all of a sudden my buddy Steve shows up and I go, oh, hey, cool. Steve's here too. Wait a minute. What is Steve doing here? Why is he here? That's Steve. And it turns out later that that he found himself in the very unenviable position of getting invited to somebody's house with a group of friends. 
and being the only friend who showed up for the first 10 minutes. So it's just Steve and my family. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> and, I, so, and it was and that Steve, though. So it was, it was that Steve. Yeah, that's true. It makes it a little different when you're that Steve as opposed to that Russ walking Because they're in. like, oh, you're the one Russ's <laughs> wife's been talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was strange when my sister was like, oh, hey, Steve, good to see you. Here's a big hug. And Russ, good to see you. I think a firm handshake is good. I think we're actually good with a nice handshake. <laughs> Rob, one thing about this surprise party, Aaron didn't know this at the time because I didn't clue him in because he didn't live local. But I actually, your sister reached out to me and said, hey, can you get Matt to come to the party and any of the other guys you guys went to college with? But she specifically wanted Matt there because he he is on the podcast, but he didn't show, did he? No, he didn't. <laughs> I was pretty tired. Was That's pretty what tired. your point was. That's why you broke <laughs> in just to reiterate. No, that? no, I, I was, like that. I, I was actually going to say when I when she reached out and said, "Hey, uh, we're going to do this party. Would you guys want to come?" And then she said, "You're going to have to cancel your podcast because I know you're recording that night." Yeah, and I have to say, I would have much rather done the podcast than gone to your birthday. Party. <laughs> <laughs> I know we are kind of sitting there and we're talking to each other at the party. We're like, "Oh, what are you up to?" And in my head, I'm like, oh, "Rolling, going. How's it going with you?" <laughs> Do you guys find yourself more and more like when you're having conversations in real life that you're doing things like you'll make a callback to a conversation you had five minutes earlier and be like, oh, that was a good callback. That was a really clever of me. You guys have real life conversations. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I should try. Yeah, Liz says, oh, I'm, you know, we were talking about, oh, I'm a big twins fan. And so they just said, hey, I'm a big <laughs> twins fan. They don't know what guy. it is. Nobody does this, but it. Aaron, I'm, I'm mostly having conversations guy. when I'm sitting on the plane across the aisle with this guy. I met. <laughs> Did you see that ball hit off the box stop? Get it the box stop. <laughs> so my sister had these old videos of us uh, when we were young. And so we were going through and watching them. And one of them she had is a very vivid memory of mine, which was in fourth grade. The only year I played organized baseball, I was leaving for the summer. So my dad apparently begged the coach like, hey, can he just pitch one game like this kid? He doesn't have it going on baseball-wise. He can't hit a ball. He's scared. And I remember that game as kind of a traumatic incident where I did have fun pitching, and I did. I thought I did okay, but I remember distinctly the number of runners advancing because when the catcher would throw me the ball, I would not catch it. And then, like, the first time it happened, the ball went past me and, like, went to the outfield, and the guy just ran from first to second, and I was like, well, what the fuck? He can't possibly do that. That can't possibly be in the rules. And I just remember that happening over and over. And guess what? Watching this video of me doing it, it was the fucking catcher. This guy could not throw me the ball back. <laughs> Every ball he threw back was at my feet. Like I was Redeemed. making these, I was making these unbelievable circus fault. catches just on the and it turns out it wasn't my fault at all. And I was watching and I was like, oh, I actually am an okay pitcher, and it's the catcher's fault. This was like one of the few times in my life I had a negative thought about myself, and it turns out I was wrong. Once again, nice. I am awesome, and it's vindicated on film. So it was great to see. Now, I do have to say, they did show me an at-bat, and I think I took a video and sent it to you guys. My at-bats did convince me that I had some major troubles, but I did blame the coach because I started with the bat like in front of my nose. That can't be how you teach a kid to bat, right? Holding the bat in front of your nope. nose so when they pitch, you got to bring it back and then swing. Cool. You start There's no bat. way I'm going to get a hit you like start that. Bat, I feel like I'm in therapy, so I think that's that's enough. But I, I was going to ask you guys, speaking of pitching, I was down and I was watching my niece and nephew in Rochester a few weeks ago, and they're both in baseball and softball this year. I think it's their first or second year. And so I brought my glove down. We went out and played you know, baseball, softball for about an hour each day. 
but I realized Uncle Russ is not a great pitcher to little kids. Like every other, every <laughs> third pitch right. was like hitting him in the shoulder, you know, yep. ground yeah. ball way to the left, you know. Get the fuck I, off the plate. One almost <laughs> hit one of them. I almost beamed one of them. And I was like, okay, we're done. Uncle Russ can't be pitching anymore. Like That's not easy. Guys, yeah. Matt, Matt feels like he'd be a great pitcher for young kids. But are you guys, are you, do you ever pitch to your kids or anything like that and have any bad moments? I've done it forever, but I was also like, Coaching baseball for how many years, right? Yeah, so you're you're like, throwing batting, yeah. you're throwing bag. I, I've had a a lot of experience throwing batting practice, Russell. So I'm pretty darn good at it. Probably, probably the bet. You know, only because we have one listener who listening who probably thinks he throws a little better BP than me, but he definitely doesn't. He kind of <laughs> had a little like a curveball, so it was hard to hit. You know, my yeah, I was definitely a better BP pitcher. This is such a dad conversation. <laughs> oh, I love this. No, my son's just learning how to catch. Like he's got his little glove and he's learning how to catch. And I, I even like, I'll, I'll short him, short arm him on the underhand throw. Cause I'm like, I don't want to hit him in the face with this ball. You know, he's only five. He's just learning how to catch. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, man. And then you're going to make him think that he's bad at catching when really you're bad at throwing. It's going to mess yeah. him up for quite a bit right. of his when, life. When you're actually. playing catch, you have to throw the ball to his glove. Yes. That's the, that's the that's key. What it is. You have to hope mm. that your throw lands in their glove. Yes. They're not going to catch it. So No, it's got to it's got to be right on. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure, man. You don't you don't want to mess that up. Oh god, I cannot. I'm, the idea of going outside and throwing a ball back and forth with my kid is such a foreign concept. No. I'm on VR baseball. I'm I got a season going on there. It's going great. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why do I need to bring a kid into this? Say it, Rosie. You gotta say it, life. Rosie. You gotta say it. Are you, are you standing up or lying down when you do the VR baseball game? Okay. <laughs> that was not what I was thinking, but that was better than what I was thinking. <laughs> I think you I gotta thinking, say it. You gotta do the thing. What the fuck do you do what? all day? Aren't yeah, you what do you do? Do you have a job? I want your job. What the like, fuck? I'm, I'm out here working all day. VR baseball league. Yeah, like, you're playing VR baseball. Guys, just imagine a job where you not only teach the material, you also grade the material. And then that grade you give on the material you taught is how people judge whether or not you're good at your job. <laughs> it's the biggest oh, no. Time. You're, yeah. oh, this feels this feels yeah. like you're giving away like the secrets. So, like, the you're, you're, all your the teachers have your se- <laughs> All you guys got A's. I must be such a good teacher. Wink. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, let me think. If I give all A's, who's going to be mad? Let's see. Me? No. The kids? No. The parents? No. Grading is a thing that you taught to them, and your performance yeah. is based on oh the grade God. of the thing that you I taught. I can tell you what, <laughs> I love no, that. what nobody's ever said once was like, when I think about important moments of my life, I think about seventh grade. Nobody's ever said that ever. <laughs> get through seventh grade. Get done with it. It's Listen, it's, it's, it's the absolute worst. Uh, it sounds right. like getting through this album. Let's talk about the yeah, album. This album might be the absolute worst. <laughs> it's the seventh grade of listening to albums. Oh, yes. I don't know. Actually a lot. Like, I would say it's a lot. I mean, this like I wish I knew this album when I was in seventh grade. Right? Can you imagine seventh graders now growing up? They get to hear this album. Oh, Good you would them, just man. be. You'd this be would all be about this, it. This would be what you'd hear when when then when somebody said, "Hey, listen." This isn't going to work out. And you'd be like, I'm going to drive home so fast. This is the album you'd listen to on the drive home, right? Like you'd yeah, just be like, your shit. finally, I get to listen to Marvin's room and understand what they're saying. Cause I just got my yes. ass dumped. Like that's all I can think about when I'm hearing this album. So yes. we're talking about take care by Drake. This is his second album. And Drake named it take care because he felt that his initial album, which was called, what was it called? Thank you for something. What was the album? Before Nobody it cares. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was called that. That would be a terrible name for an album. But basically his first album, he felt like it was too rushed. And he said, listen, the second album, I want to actually do a little bit more singing. 
than rapping, which now I think like a rapper, an R&B song, a guy who sings and raps, normal stuff. But you got to remember like 2011, this was absolutely revolutionary. Remember like, remember the one we heard Snoop Dogg singing for the first time when we were younger and we're like, wow, he's a terrible, terrible <laughs> singer. That is, that is why Drake is, is kind of an amazing thing. Like he is a good singer and a good rapper. And he kind is of, is he a good singer? I listen, I listen, this is the problem with Drake, right? Is that he gets this he gets this producer, this Noah Shabib to work with, if I'm yeah. pronouncing that right. And he's not only thought of as one of the greatest artists of all time, there is nobody who is higher up on the streaming platforms than Drake. It's yep. not even close. Like you yeah. pick anybody, you can think of Justin Bieber, whatever. Drake blows them all out Herb of the water. Albert. And part of that, Herb Albert is second. Um, uh, and Tijuana Brass is third. I don't know how they got separated. They they kind of lost their way. They've got two separate albums. Herbie Man, but, but he's also probably the greatest criticized rapper of all time. And I don't know if it's just because he's so successful. That was before the Jack Harlow album came out, though. And why that was, was a it, niche I, joke from a hip hop heads? Okay, we're trashing the Jack Harlow album. And so here's Up the thing: is that like I've heard I, it yet. Drake gets so criticized that when I you tell people that you're doing the, Rob, see how it goes. that you're doing an album on Drake, all people <laughs> want to do is tell you if you can keep going. If I'm why they don't like Drake, I'm gonna edit all of it out. I got it. Why they're gonna find out why they don't like Drake? And basically, it's because well, when you ask people why don't you like Drake, it's like well, he's not really hip hop enough. He didn't come from a bad enough background. But at the same time, it's like well, every album he's released has debuted at number one. Every album he's released has a number one hit on it. Like, just because just because he came out when we were thirty something, does that make him not as good of an artist? I don't know. This is what this whole episode's about, right? Yeah, Drake is not afraid to be cringe. I agree right? with that. Yeah, that's a huge power he had. And I and I was listening to a podcast called My Favorite Album, and they compared him to, with Coldplay, where they're like, he's kind of like R and B's Coldplay, where it's like they're cringe. Everybody knows it's kind of corny, and yet they still sell millions and millions. So, what are we gonna say, Aaron? No, let's go. Let's hear. Some, let's hear some of the album because it's a long one. So, I'll I'll get my takes in at some point. Over my I'll dead take care body, of my takes. and you get the. I think right away this gives you a good impression of what this album is gonna be. I have never ever listened to Drake. I have never sat down and put on Drake. Not me neither. I've heard him on and the radio honestly, a lot. Honestly, this was tough for me to sit down and listen to. Like, I don't know if it was just the down tempo. It felt like he was complaining all the time. I don't know. Russ, what did you think? Did any of us enjoy this album? Like, I don't want to give away the ending, but it's pretty long. I thought some of the songs were pretty interesting. Some of them were jams. I like the the faster songs with more more of the rapping. Some of the slower songs were were just not what I'm looking for in music. But there's so many slow songs on this album. I mean, it's crazy. Shot for me. This is what. This is all about breaking up with somebody. And isn't the weekend the writer on this one? Wasn't he on four or five of these songs? On He's on a yes. bunch of the weekends on a bunch of these. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know when it's the weekend singing or Drake singing. They obviously they were yes. sharing a lot of stuff back and forth. That's they, they sounded so similar on this. Yeah. But when you look at where the weekend is now, you're like, wow, Drake really nailed it with. Yeah, I mean the weekends weekends as he's like a top five pop star, right? It's like yeah, if you were gonna say, hey, here's a guy who's gonna have all these hits, and by the way, his name is the weekend, I'd be like, well, no, that's wrong. There's no yeah, way somebody be, named the weekend is gonna be a he's huge gonna be great star. in Uncle Joms. <laughs> Uncle Joms. Uncle Joms. Uh, here we have headlines, and this is I think headlines does illustrate why Drake is successful. This song was the second single. It was released on Drake's blog. 
a lot of these were released on the blog. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Can you imagine like in the day, like Dr. Dre being like, hey guys, I got this new song. By the way, it's going to be out of my blog. Like Dr. Dre didn't have a blog. He wasn't blogging. What are we talking Dr. about? Drake.blogspot.com. <laughs> Do you think like he did Drake make his own blog? Like, was he sitting with like his, his computer, his laptop in his living room right night? He's like, I'm going to make my own blog. He's like pressing alt U on WordPress and being like, how do I get into the source code of this shit and try to. I don't like the fonts on here. Like this banner doesn't have the right. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling angel fires helpline. Hello. Right. <laughs> I can't get my text to be blinky enough. How do I get it to be more blinky headlines? <laughs> guys, you guys know, I I've been getting a lot of, uh, remember when I got all those compliments from the person who reviewed the podcast for Robin oh, no. back? Well, I've oh, gotten no. strung out on compliments over oh, no. on confidence. Overdose. I've started not to give a fuck and stop fearing the consequences drinking every night because tonight we drink to my accomplishments. And so beyond the Mountain Dew hard, I'm Oh, no, you have multiple drinks today? Multiple drinks, and I'm drinking, in honor of Drake, Drake supposedly is always seen carrying a white wine glass. He's always drinking Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio, and a lot of times he drinks a white wine spritzer, so I'm drinking a white wine spritzer tonight. Oh, nice, nice, nice. We got wine, wine, we got Pinot Grigio, club soda, and and a lemon. It looks nice. It's real if nice. you saw the Venn diagram of people who are both drinking a white wine spritzer and Mountain Dew Hard tonight, it would just be Russell. This guy. Recommended by zero out of zero doctors. Uh, yes, I'll have a white wine spritzer. Oh, you know what? Could you also get me a hard Mountain Dew, please? Thank you. Zero carbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh i did like this uh i did like uh headlines though i thought it was kind of fun and he also includes the phrase in there trying to catch a body well that's the thing about drake that's the thing about drake is and, and uh i i think headlines is my favorite favorite track on here but i don't know enough about his you know i don't know enough about his background to know was he street did he grow up in a certain way and like hip-hop is one of the only right like Johnny Cash didn't shoot a man in Reno to watch him die and no one cares. But in hip hop, it's always like, did you really do these things? And authenticity is a different thing. But Drake has this in, like he does have an ability to make songs for everyone. And so when Drake talks about catching a body, you believe him. But when yeah. he talks about, you know, being heartbroken over a breakup, you also believe him. And he's got a way of, of this kind of chameleonic approach. Some would say well, Drizzy's got the money, Aaron. Drizzy's got the money. He knows how to make the money. It's smart. Drizzy is a nickname. Got to admit, it's smart. It rhymes with so much stuff. Right. You if I picked a nickname, it would be like Dr. Orange. And I'd be like, Dr. Orange is on the scene. He can't think of anything that rhymes with Dr. Rob, Orange. This, this is a terrible I think decision. This, this next song would be what happened Fizzy. if there was a fuck fest on a boat. <laughs> what would it be called? It would be called Crew Love. Crew Love. I was going to say, this was like when I was rowing in college. Here's the weekend. Right? Yeah. yeah. Weekend's got a great voice. Now, a lot of this album is about people doing lean. Guys, should we be doing lean? No. Why? She'll fucking kill you. I mean, but I mean, I'd like to try it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Let's do one episode where we try lean. <laughs> what is lean? I, re- it's I read fucking this- cough syrup with coating, dude. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it's awesome. I read that this was originally a weekend solo, and then at the end, Drake was like, well, I'm going to add my own verse to it. That's kind of a, what that's, do you think of that? Like, hey, yeah, I want you to all. do a song on my album, and then I'm, I'm going to drop something yeah, on the end of it. doesn't surprise me at all. Guys, I heard that this was a weekend solo bit, and at the end, Drake put a verse just for himself to get some credit. So kind of an interesting <laughs> what, what idea. Happen? Maybe something that could work for the podcast. <laughs> something to think about, actually. Uh, 
Yeah, I think we should be like I think like we they were talking about weed rap guys were talking about weed for a long time and it turns out it gets really pop gets really popular. What if that's true for lean too? It was popular. It's killed people. We're going to talk like oh, this like God, I didn't know it killed people. Half this album's dedicated to Lil Wayne. We're talking about Pimpsey later. RIP Pimpsey. Lean killed him. Pim, like you lean, can die from killed lean. Wayne. I didn't yes, know you dude, could die from stop lean. Stop your fucking breathing. Yes. It will, that, we don't need to get into this. Aaron, a, I don't care what you say. PSA we're not doing shit. lean. Okay. Forget about Aaron. We're not doing lean. Take care. <laughs> this is Rihanna song. This reminds yeah. you how good Rihanna is, doesn't it? Yeah, if Rihanna's on a song, it's going to be a good song. Like, I don't know a ton of Rihanna's music, but I thought this was great. I liked the Nicki Minaj song later. I liked when he had the, the female singers or rappers on during the album. Yeah. And then we're going to get it when the beat really drops, we're going to get into it. And actually, I was reminded of it when you were playing, Rob, the, the James Brown. Because this whole thing is about tuples. It's just like, bump, 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 bump. Here comes the bass. What? This is a tuple? There's just, everything is in like twos. And, and like, it's a two syllable song, Take Care. And then the whole beat is about, bump, 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 bump. Bum, bum, bum. It can all be divided into two. I feel, and I feel like a lot of the rhyme scheme can be divided that way too. Aaron, stand up for the drum machine on this, this song. And this stand album. up. I love it. I love this beat. I love this beat. I gotta say, I do like the way this album sounds. It's just he says, "I care about you." Like you hear these these tuples. I like it. Uh, listen, Marvin's room had no joke. about this one. I don't know. I think you got to be in the right mood, right? You got to get your ass dumped and then listen to this. You got to be high for this too. Like you got to be dumped and high. It helps. He gets drunk and calls an old flame to say he's lonely. I was curious. Do you guys ever do that in your life? Did you ever call an old flame like you something wasn't going well and you called back oh. to someone you were dating before? Are you Let's serious? When I broke nope. up, when I broke up with my longtime girlfriend in college, yeah. every female I knew from high school I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, I was like Rain Man doing math. I was like, okay. Lacrosse is an hour and a half drive. I was like the horny guy driving to different states. Like that was me. If any of those women would have been available, I'd have been like, okay, I'll drive. You want me to drive over? Like just on the off chance, like Aaron's what? trip down to Kansas City or whatever. That was not my trip to Jefferson City. That was my that was my friend's trip. I went along. Let me be clear, dude. This is a good idea. This is such a good idea. This is such a good idea. All right, let's turn around. Didn't work out. My bad. My thing was, I like, I was mad about not making the choir. That's the kind of shit I would be getting mad about. But like, I mean, I don't know, that's more or less pathetic. Sorry, Russell, go for it. No, I, think I was going to say, did it ever go the other way where someone you broke up with someone or they broke up with you and then they reached back out to you, Rob? Did it ever where they reached back out to you where yeah. they got lonely and were seeking you out as the old flame? That time where my ex showed up at a football game with a burrito. Well, that's pretty solid. Well effort. documented on this podcast. I was like, oh, man, this one thing actually I, rules. One thing I noted on that song is there's a piano player named Chili Gonzalez. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him before. No. But he was one of the few times where there was a piano player was credited on the, on the song. But Chili Gonzalez actually broke the world record for the longest piano solo ever. What? Um, in 2009, he wait, played wait, for... Wait, wait, wait. Russell, can I... So are you telling me that Chili Gonzalez is, has the record for being like the longest pianist? The longest pianist ever. Wow, is Chili Gonzalez. My what's my, what's the plaque I have in my house for then? I mean, this doesn't make any sense at all. His pianist goes for twenty-seven hours, three minutes, wow. and forty-four seconds. Three hundred songs. Rob, I played it. I give you a clip of it. You guys got to check this out. So this was in the twenty-seventh hour, where he's busting out the glissandos at the very end of twenty-seven hours. Twenty-seven hours. 
But the interesting thing about this guy, his real name is Jason Sherrells Beck, Canadian music songwriter, pianist. So when it comes to being the longest pianist ever, who did it better? (laughs) Beck did it better. Can you imagine? I can't imagine a better Beck did it better than that. Can you imagine being in that crowd and being like, God damn, I love piano solos. But this one's only 27 (laughs) hours? Like, this sucks. Boo. Only 27 hours? What am I going to do for the next day? That's so long. Like, what would you? You'd have to start with like chopsticks, right? Do 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 do. Everybody be like, I hope this isn't the twenty-seven hours. I hope this is. That's not at all how chopsticks goes, but okay. <laughs> I picture you, Aaron, in the music library, being like chopsticks. Mm, very interesting. That's my chopsticks. Do 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 do. No, that's not. <laughs> It's late. Underground Kings. So this is a song about Pimp C from Underground Kings. Kind of a tribute to him. Don't do lean, kids. Okay, guys, I got to go update my blog. I didn't know this is the one song I looked up the lyrics on Genius, and I because he's he's like so much of this album. Drake is shouting out the South. He's shouting out New Orleans and Memphis, and I thought it was just that like you know Drake has this ability to understand hip hop and understand the regionalism and know you got to appeal to different groups. Um, but in his case, he, his dad was from Memphis. I didn't know this. His dad was a, a Memphis musician. So that's what yeah. he's talking about. He's a Yo bass Gatti player eventually. for Prince, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so he's talking about Yo Gotti and Memphis. And obviously like he's talking about underground Kings, he's got to be talking about UGK. And this is my favorite Drake. Like Drake is a huge rap fan. Like you can tell he loves rap. He's listened to a lot of rap. And I like listening to him rap, like Russell was saying, the singing, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm all in on, but I like hearing him rap and I like that he is open about his influences. So if he's a huge rap fan, he must love like Big Pun, Fat Joe. I I'm a huge rap fan. He's got to love Big Pun. I mean, everyone should love Big Pun and Fat Joe. Those guys can rap. Uh, uh, do you think part of why people don't like Drake is that he's Canadian, right? Like they were talking about how this was really one of the first like real true non USA guys to break into hip hop with the exception of possibly slick Rick, who it turns wait, out wait, is wait. British. Did you know that it's, it's sir slick Rick? Yes. But there's one more. Matt knows. Loudy Doughty. Matt Loudy knows a Canadian Doughty. rapper. Matt can he loves to tea rapper. party. Informer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. I believe his I, name is snow. I right? think his yes. name is oh, snow. snow. Yeah. Snow. Yeah. By, snow. Snow. by snow. Yeah. That's it. And to that, all I have to say uh, is leaky, leaky boom boom down. Leaky boom doom down. Aaron just stepped on my joke, motherfucker. <laughs> also, I want to make sure. Did you listen to the joke I made earlier about Slick Rick being British? That's Give not a joke. That's the true story. Lodi Doty, Lodi Doty. I love to tea pouty. <laughs> what? I like to eat crumpets. Have you ever heard that song? He doesn't say Lodi Doty. Yeah, he does. Lottie Dottie. <laughs> We love to tea potty. Those are very different. Didn't we don't bother nobody. I've heard that song a million times. Give me a, give me a break. Uh, we we'll be fine. Featuring Birdman. Birdman. I say Birdman. <laughs> like Batman. Or yeah, Lewis Birdman. Or Aquaman. I, this this was one of the bigger hits, right? I think this was one of the ones songs I'd heard before. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know any of the hits on these, man. I, I have no idea. I this is this is a the tough one. I know is headlines really. And yeah. now Rihanna song and then the mo, the the motto. This the is, is this is why Drake makes me laugh. Is he's like, listen, Nicki Minaj, you're a good friend of mine. 
Time to tell everybody I've got a huge crush on you with this song. And it's like, this is such like a middle school thing to do of like, I'm going to write her a note and put it in her locker and then we're going to date and we're going to be married forever. But with Nicki Minaj, I'd take that chance. I've never listened to a whole Nicki Minaj album, but what would you rather listen to, this Drake album or eight songs from Nicki Minaj? Oh, not even close. Listen to this. Eight songs from Nicki Minaj? That's what I would do. (laughs) I'd take the Nicki Minaj album. Matt, she can rap her ass off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Lord Knows featuring the boss, Russell, Rick Ross. I do have anything with a choir. I'm in on this. So this is Just Blaze. Just Blaze. Producing this. This sounds to me so much like Kanye. It's crazy. It's the best song on the album. I think, I think clearer in a way that I love the choir. I like the Rick Ross. I like the whoop, whoop, like the quick (laughs) little jabs. This is the best song there is on this one. Yeah, I mean, Just Blaze was producing stuff on Rockefeller as Kanye was coming up. So that's a good one, Rob. I mean, I'm sure Just Blaze influenced Kanye. Totally. And that stuff sounds like an event. Like when that beat drops, you're like, this is a thing that's happening. I got to hear this. We, we've talked about this. We need more choirs in songs. Yes. It's so good. Yes. You can't always get what you want is a song that has a choir in it. Uh, now, here's the Coolio, thing. Gangster's Paradise. Is, you said Rockefeller referring to Jay-Z's album, and it doesn't make me think to the point where I can't go on without saying it. Anything about the hit band Rockapella. Where in the world is Garmin San Diego? Hit it, Rockapella. Rockapella to me was the height of music when I was like in seventh grade. I was like, God damn. If I could, li- <laughs> if I could buy a Rockapella album, I would. Just to hear the guy be like, Garmin San Diego. He had the deepest voice. Garmin San Diego. And the, ironically, it came out later, he had the smallest penis in the group. A lot of people don't realize that. The guy with the lowest voice had the smallest penis, much to everyone's shock. That's why you like them. I think if you took the four <laughs> members of Rockapella and put them by penis size, you would never think that the lowest guy is the smallest. You think it would be inverted. It would be. It would, you would Thank think you. he would have the biggest by far. But it says like, listen, I have a micro penis. I'm so sorry. I mean, that's just weird to hear, right? Yeah, a little bit. And by the way, you don't have to apologize for micro penises. I've never heard to say that. But. Well, I, I mean, Matt, have you and your wife seen the micro penis episode of New Girl with JJ Watt? That's a good one. That's a good one. Cameras. Good one goes. Good ones go. This is about trying to convince your girlfriend that you're not cheating when a picture of you with another woman shows up in a magazine. What would what if you showed up in a magazine picture with another woman? What what would what would your wife say, guys? The idea that you think my wife would notice a magazine that I'm in <laughs> is such a joke to me. <laughs> she was mad at she was mad at me tonight because I was going to bed and then waking up to do this podcast. And she's like, "This fucking podcast better not wake me up too." She doesn't give a <laughs> shit what I do at any time. I could be in a magazine with my micro penis out with Rockefeller. And she would be like, "Who's doing these dishes? You lazy fuck! Somebody's got to do the dishes." She, she, the other day at work, she texted me. She's like, I've been doing housework all day. I'm so mad. Blah, blah, blah. I get home. The house was not that clean. I was like, what exactly are we doing here? You can't both complain to me about doing too much housework and not have the house absolutely spotless when I come home. What is going on? Good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast. I can say stuff like this. Otherwise, you might be doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. I got to say, I clapped myself on the back because when I heard this harmonica, I was like, God damn, that sounds a lot like Stevie Wonder. And it turns out it is Stevie Wonder. It is Stevie Wonder, right? Absolutely. Wow, it's beautiful. 
except for the rest of the song, is kind of a drag, oh, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, but if you get a cosign from Stevie, I mean, yeah. Okay. Hey, here's an eighty-five. Here's like an eighty-year-old guy who wants to come play harmonica on my album. Like he's old. That's right? crazy. We looked this up the other day. Stevie Wonder, not that old. He's like seventy-four, I think. Oh, wow. he's because he's been. He was twelve when his first hits showed up. Like he's been around our entire lives. He's not actually that old. Do you it's think crazy. John Popper's out in the waiting room with like his vest of harmonicas and he sees Stevie Wonder go in? And he's like, like "Fuck, shit! shit. <laughs> I'm not I'm getting, getting this, this one. Shit, nah, goddamn!" All right, gig. put all these harmonicas back, and then when he walks, he goes, "Wee hoo, wee hoo, wee Rob is laughing so hard at his own joke right now. I'm thinking of the vest of harmonica sounds like an accordion when he's walking around. <sighs> Have you ever thought about that? An accordion player having sex and goes makes that noise at the same time. Wee hoo, wee hoo. Uh, no. Hello? Never thought about it. On? Hello? The real her. It's, it's all I can think about. The real her. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's this one? The real her? Yes. With Lil Wayne. Well, this, got, this is Andre 3000 on this one, right? Yes. yes. That's, that was, that was badass. I thought. I mean, this is him. He shows up. You got to listen. This is him singing about one of my favorite things with men. I cannot get enough of it. When guys think strippers love them. I just... It, every time you go with a group to a strip club, there's always a guy who's like, I think she really liked me. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, this fills me with so much joy. I just can't get enough of it. Is this something you do often? I didn't know. Every, no. every time. Every Wednesday when I'm at the strip club during my lunch, I see a guy. <laughs> Listen, I would love. The, well, I, you know, there was a when I worked in uh, Gilbert, Minnesota, it's a town of 800 people. One of the smallest places I've ever worked. They had 800 people. They had like eight bars and one strip club in town. Oh, no. Oh, and it was no. a strip club that on average, I think, had three people in it. So if you went and like, the one time I peeked in, there was a dancer at the end eating a. Just the one time. Only one time. He just like only one time. He just opened up the door just to check it out. Just say, I taught in the town, so I never could go in the strip club. But she was eating out of a styrofoam box of leftovers like wings. And then, like, if somebody came in, she would, like, get up and dance. And I was like, well, this, she this seems like, like honey a perfect barbecue job. sauce all over, yeah, like, the like the perfect <laughs> job. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's filling an application. Like, wait, do you do? Is, uh... the, the strip club had the greatest strip club name I've ever heard in my entire life. What was it? The Gladiator. What? <laughs> <laughs> Rob stood there with a plate of wings and said, are you not entertained? <laughs> this is, it was a strip club. And he, I mean, you got to admit, when you go into a strip club called The Gladiator and you see naked women, you'd be like, oh, well, this is not what I was expecting at all. Going into I a will strip have club my called vengeance the in this life or the next. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, The Gladiator, a very erotic name for a strip club. They oh, yeah, like release a, a live tiger into the strip club and it's running around like chasing people away from Sniffer's Row or whatever. You just see, you just see Russ in the crowd with a thumbs down. Thumbs down Taken off stage by live animals. Look what it's you've like done. Nine in your basement and I'm in love with Nebby. And I still love her, but it fell through because I wasn't ready. Hell yeah, fucking right. Hell yeah. Is this Little Wayne? Yes, yes. It's Wayne. I don't know anything about Little Wayne other than like he gets in fights with people at grocery stores, right? Like, is he what? a respected rapper? What? What's where? Yes, where does there he was, lie in like the pantheon? Can't be fighting is, in a grocery store. It's a place of chilling. New Orleans rapper. He's a New Orleans rapper. He's been rapping since he was twelve or fourteen, and 
he had a stretch in the early 2000s where he was when he when he did dedication two and did drought three i mean the dude would just rap for days and days and days he's another one who would just get strung out off lean and just rap but he definitely had a stretch in the early 2000s where he had a claim to the, the greatest rapper alive throne. But he's, yeah. he's part of the Young Money, Cash Money group that uh, Drake was a part of. Go ahead, Matt. He's got, he's got two albums on the list. Two the Carter 2 or the Carter 3? Carter 3. And then at 370 is the Carter 2. Yeah. yeah. And so this, list, this list makes no sense. He's whatsoever. just a dude who would rap his ass off. And, and rappers love him because he made, I mean, he just made song after song. I mean, just like mixtape after mixtape. Just never stopped stream of consciousness kind of stuff. Uh, next up, Russell, just like uh, Alan Iverson, uh, we're talking about practice? We're talking about practice? Here he is. He's back in New Orleans. He's back loving New Orleans. How good that fucking juvenile song is. Yes. I mean, back, this makes me want to listen to Back That Ass Up, for sure. There's another song about a stripper. He's got a lot of songs about strippers, too. It would seem that he might spend some time in the strip club. I don't know. Were you guys ever a fan of the strip club? I, I haven't been to a strip club since I was like 25, probably. No. I'm sure the last time I was there was with someone else from this podcast. I won't say who. I, I just, I just, I always went and like, it just kind of stressed me out. And it was like, oh, it's expensive. And like, and then at the same time, it's like, oh, I don't feel great about being here. I mean, I work in the town. This place is called the Gladiator. And I volunteered <laughs> to come here during amateur night. Like none of this makes any sense. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> what if Matt was like, guys, I fucking love strip clubs. Yeah. I go once a week. <laughs> they are the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was there today like, for lunch. You go into the Seville Club and Matt's got like a gold plate on one end of yeah. like the uh, where it says Matt sits here. Like it's his spot. He's, he's got his little cabinet with the drinks in there with his he's name like tag Mike, on it. Mike Tice at that bar in St. Louis Park or whatever. Bunnies. <laughs> Bunnies. <laughs> The ride. You won't feel me till everybody say they love you, but it's not. I thought this album ended pretty strong. I thought there's some good stuff here at the end. Yeah, I think a lot of the skips are in the middle. Yeah. But he gets into kind of the soul samples here. Go ahead, Russell. That makes it hard to get through, though, right? When yes. you li- I, did you guys get through this on one listen ever or not? No, no God, no. No, no, no. no. It's too long. It's days. It's an hour and a half. What are you doing, yeah. Drake? Like, let's just let's just maybe like put a good song. That's the other problem too, right? Is when you're no when you're not limited by your vinyl length, you can just be like, "Fuck it, we're going to release everything." And guess what? If you're on iTunes, you get an extra one. And if you subscribe to the blog, you get an extra one. Like, it's just it's too much. Here is the song which Matt declares the greatest song on the album, the fourth single, "The Motto." I'm the fucking man. Y'all get it, do you? I mean, like this song is credited with making the phrase YOLO so popular, which as a middle school teacher, I heard for the next 10 years, approximately 1 million times. But I got to give it up for the phrase YOLO. It's great. Because for a long time, you could do whatever you want. Some of those dumbest shit. You could be like, I'm going to go naked in this Chipotle and just be like YOLO. And everybody be like, guys, he's YOLOing. He could do what he wants. It's YOLO. He's going naked. He's going naked into the Chipotle. And they're going to ask him for extra guac. Now that joke doesn't make sense. Uh, unlike my wife, hate sleeping alone. She says, kiss me like you miss me. <laughs> how, many, how many more songs are there? I thought right, we were done like three songs ends. ago. This oh was an God. iTunes bonus track. Uh, we, don't, we don't do bonus tracks. Right, you guys didn't. You, so you is the motto, do, but you had to do the motto. That's the that's most right. popular one. You didn't let me do oh, Saturn so. for Songs in the Key of Life, so we can't do Hate Sleeping Alone for this one. Oh, <laughs> what was the one on the Key of Life? It was like Uranus, right? Is that Saturn. What it was called? 
Oh, sad. Going back to Saturn where the people smile. Saturn's a way better bonus track than Hate mm-hmm. Sleeping Alone. All right, guys. That was the album. Let's get into the very popular and patented rating system. This album is at 95. Take Care by Drake. Gotta say, this is one reason I love doing this podcast. I've never listened to Drake in my life. And now I have. Okay? And I can say that. If somebody says, oh, have you ever listened to Drake? Which is a conversation nobody's ever going to have with me. I could say, yeah. And guess what? It's number 95 on the list. And sir, excuse me, sir, sir. Sir. Would you say that album belongs at number five? If so, that's a rolling... Well-toned. It's perfect. Rolling Stone did their job. Oh, my God. This list they put together, they put so much time into it, so much thought. It's great. It's a rolling well-toned. Is it a rolling groan? You don't like it. It shouldn't be up at 95. Maybe it could be lower on the list, 96, 97. And I know what you're thinking, lower. That's a higher number. But in this sense, it's kind of like a teeter-totter. When you go farther, it goes down. We're talking negative correlation with that. That's a rolling groan if it should be higher on the list, a higher number. But somehow also lower at the same time, if you think about it. Or is this a rolling bone? Okay, this should have been higher than 95. And in this case, higher, if you're going up the teeter-totter, you would think, oh, that's a higher number. No, that's actually down. So that would be a rolling bone. It should have been at 94, 93, 92, 88, any of those numbers. Uh, What do we think? Russell, rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan with Drake? Take care, 95. I like some of the rap songs. I, I like some of the music. Some of it got a little, I don't know if you'd call it techno or whatever, but I, I know we've talked about the drum machine. It got a little repetitive for me. It's, I didn't like a lot of the slow songs, so I'm going to say a slight rolling groan. I think it's too high on the list. I, I don't think I'll come back and listen to it that often. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? And this is a big mystery. Nobody knows what Matt's going to say. Who knows? It could be anything. I'm going to agree with Russell and say this album's way too highly... Rated is rolling. I don't know, you didn't say that. No, but I'm with us. I think it's you know, listening to it with you guys here tonight. This is the first time I've listened to it in a couple <laughs> months, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not bad, right? I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I just think it jumps all over the place, and I'm probably being nitpicky. Yeah. But, you know, at one point, he's trying to find a girlfriend in the strip club, and then he's talking to Jesus, and then he's trying not to cheat on his girlfriend. And I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's just the best songs are little Wayne, little Wayne and Rihanna songs. Yep. They're not even like his songs, you know, things like that. So it just feels like it's all over the place. It feels like a bunch of one or not uh, singles that are kind of just placed together and they've all got a purpose. That's more for making money by selling on blogs than just like the art. I don't know. I, I'm probably nitpicking. When I get to it, but I just don't get it. So I'm just going to say rolling. I, I think it'd be tough growing up. Like if you were in your teens, if you were 18, right. And this is the music that was big in your life. It would be kind of a bummer. Cause it's a kind of a sad song, right? I mean, it's, it's like, we used to have Bob Hope, Johnny Cash and Chumbawamba. And now we've got no hope, no cash and a whiskey drink. <laughs> no cider drinks. That's no, no cider. Not, drinks. Even, not even a cider drink. No. And I will have a lager drink, which I, I'm not even sure what that means, actually, but it's, it sounds delicious. I mean, I guess if you put a lime in there, it's nice. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Uh, yeah, I also had never listened to this album. I think that when Drake is really rapping, I, I enjoy that. I like what a fan of rap music he is. But Russell mentioned um, techno music, and uh, I, think, I think a lot of this music, to me, I've not been in a club for uh, maybe in my life. But a lot of this seems like... Yeah, it's not, music. For, uh, not for me. You right. know, I'm with yeah, you. That's like, probably the best way to say it. It's just yeah. not for me. So. <laughs> like, 
A lot of this music seems like club music or dance music. And I'm, I'm going to do the thing I always do, which is think about another artist, which is if we're talking about dance music, where the fuck is Madonna? How the fuck do we have mm. Drake on this list before we have Madonna? So I cannot like if we're talking about dance floors, nobody can rock a dance floor like Madonna from 80 through 95. There's got to be a Madonna album in here somewhere that's better than this. So I'm giving this a rolling groan. And if you want to hear us talk more about albums that we or artists that we haven't covered yet and should be on the list, I want you to listen to next week's voicemail. Okay. So again, <laughs> okay. this is one of those times where just go to next week, listen to that voicemail. You're gonna get you a lot of replacements. But I, think, is he back? I think you're right. I think I think why haven't we had Madonna yet? That is crazy I don't that we haven't right? 138. 138. She's coming. Wow, that's so far back. That's She's got crazy. three great albums point. on the list, but it's coming up at 138. Oh, the Immaculate Collection, which is a greatest hit. So oh, it's a oh, cheater album, anyways. Um, ooh, Immaculate, it's a good one. Dress you up in it my love, though. It's a banger. It's a great, it's a great, great album. Well, that's good. We used to have that. Used to be a real makeout album for my wife and I. Hey, uh, we well, for mostly me <laughs> and a pillow with a drawing that I made of my wife. And that was before we were dating. It was weird. So, did you give a rating, Rosie? Did you say what it was? I said rolling, uh, rolling groan. This is gotcha. too. Listen, what do, you, what do you think, Rob? This is a. Yeah, unfortunately, you guys are wrong. This is a oh, rolling. God. This is a rolling two thousand in tones. 2010. 2010. <laughs> it seemed good. But like, a rolling, like a rolling well 2010. Listen, you are going to have strong opinions about Drake no matter what. But the bottom line is this influenced music for all of the 2010s. You can hear this all throughout. Anytime yeah, you're picking true. up rapper hip hop now, you hear the same noise. You hear the same singing slash rapping. Like Drake is a juggernaut. Whether you think he's the yeah. real deal or not, he is the man of the 2010s. He's an absolute... I mean, just unbelievable. The the biggest artist in the streaming era ever. So you okay. got to get it up for that. Even if his, you know, even if maybe his voice causes you want. To, I think it was like just to have 200, angst. 200 plus um, songs have hit the Billboard charts or something like that. That's crazy. He's had, number one. Wild. When he releases an album, every song on that album hits the charts. Like it's, it's like because of that blog. 100 million downloads must a have day. a lot of blog hits a day. Yeah. Guys, do we need a Beck did a better blog? We need a blog, yeah. Yeah. A little behind the scenes during the yeah. week. Like, here's what the prep looks like. Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's foot corner. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this foot corner has 10,000 clicks a day. That's let me look at the IP address. What we want. <laughs> let me see. It just says Aaron's IP address. Well, that's weird that he would call it that. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, listen, guys, next up, we've got an album that remind us. Oh, no. Oh, God. I forgot I'd written this down. This, this is an album that remind us, according to De Broglie, Never said that name out loud. All matter is made up of waves. And that's true. That's true. DeBroyle, you said that all matter is made up of waves. All it's matter is wave up, made up made of up, waves. Yeah. That's why everybody hurts. REM? Oh, it's man. It's REM next wow. time. automatic. Back it's automatic. It better. When you want oh, yeah. Automatic for the people. The Sorry. Albums of all time. What's the frequency, though? But you're just too lazy to look that song makes you want to beat the shit out of Dan Rather. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan Rather, get a taste of your nooks. Boom. <laughs> we haven't had a taste of your nooks for a while, Rob. I bet it is satisfying to beat the shit out of Dan Rather, though. Rob, did you tell any jokes on this podcast? Sorry, I didn't have my hearing aid in during the whole episode. I'll have to put it back in in case you make it funny next week. <laughs> so... There's a, a a small potato, and the potato the potato has this kid, and they go to the city, right? Yeah. 
and the potato comes back and, it, and it's gone to college in New York City. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is great. And, and, and now you know all these people. And the potato gets a job on Wall Street. The potato kid gets a job at Wall Street in New York City. Yeah. And as they're working, they're climbing the ranks. They're going up and up in the company. And the parents, you know, they're just telling all their friends like, yeah, they're working at this investment firm. And this potato's getting a better, better job. I just can't believe it. And then the potato turns out to be vice president of the company. Unheard of for potato to be vice president of the company. And this potato kid comes back and tells their parents, you know what? Things have changed. I've, I've met the love of my life. Okay. And it's Dan Rather. And I can't believe it. And the parents go, oh my God. Sweetie, he's just a commentator. Oh. <laughs> Aaron, put your, put, put your, your earpiece in. Not doing it. Not laughing at that. Aid in. No, not sir. Aid. Put it not in. Not doing it. Not laughing at that. Sorry. Bro. Hold on. What was that? Are we, still, are we still recording? <laughs> Tater. <laughs> Commentator. Somebody checking their iPad. Somebody checking their podcast app. Oh, the Drake episode is two hours long. Wow. Get bet they're going to talk about Drake a lot. Can't wait to listen to this. Turns out they're doing Dan Rather jokes. <laughs> they actually look at the after editing. It's a half hour long. Uh oh. <laughs> this one didn't go so well. 